coming up later in the episode. To teach him to love himself so much that he can accept the love of others and he'll know how to receive and give love to others. Because I think, you know, my dad, he don't love himself. And, you know, recapping some of his behaviors, I realized why he does and did some of the things that he did because he doesn't love himself. So it's been very important for me to teach my son as a black man to love himself. This is Still Talking Black, a show about giving perspectives to issues minorities face every day. I'm your host, Richard Dodds. This episode is the start of the Mothers of Black Sons series. When I initially started this project, the idea was to take five different Mothers of Black Sons stories and put them together, asking them all similar questions. But after listening back to the footage, each of the mother's stories were so unique that I wanted to give each woman a chance to tell their story. So instead of trying to compile it into one episode, I decided to make it a series so that everyone can hear what these women had to say. I think the bond between a mother and a son is very special. There are more things that you have to think of when you have a black son. I know there are lessons that both of my parents taught me, but some of the lessons that I got from my mom were lessons that only a mother could teach. So this is the first episode of the series this week. And then in the following weeks, I'll be releasing two episodes per week, one Monday and one Friday. I hope that you enjoy. And thank you to the mothers who provided their voice. If you like what we're doing here at Still Talking Black, the best way to show your support is by liking, rating and sharing our content. Buying merch from our store at Still Talking Black forward slash shop or donating using the link in the show description. Every little bit helps. Thank you for your continuing support. I'm Kendra and my son is 14. So how did you feel when you found out that you were having a boy? Oh, my God. I was so excited because I had already had a girl. So I was like, oh, my God, I got the perfect life now. (laughs) (laughs) Where you wanted a boy? After I had my daughter, yes. Initially, when I had my daughter... I wanted to have boy girl twins, but of course that didn't happen. So, <laughs> so to know that I had a boy after that was super exciting. And his dad was really excited too, because, you know, he wanted a son, of course. So it was really exciting. I, I thought that, you know, I get to see how my son, how my son would come out versus my daughter. So what is it like being the mother of a son? I mean, you actually have something to compare it to because you actually have a daughter as well. Mm hmm. I think it's rough because I feel like, honestly, since his dad is not in the picture, I feel like I fail him a lot. And I fail him in the way like I don't I'm not the uh, most active when it comes to like sports and stuff. So like I'm not very let's go play basketball together. Let's go. I don't know what the hell guys do, like go to the woods. So I feel like I fail him in those places really so I would say I feel I don't know a little lost honestly do you feel like you're trying to supplement your role with the role of his father who's absent I don't I feel like I'm obligated to but I don't know that I do so I think I'm good about the things that I know men should do you know and I you know teach him those things but I I always question, like, am I doing it right? Like, you know, am I 
being too hard on him? Am I not being hard enough on him? Am I actually and then there's that saying you know uh, a woman can't raise a man you know and I don't I won't say I know that to be true or not but I think that does play in the back of my mind like am I actually going to ruin this Hmm, that's that's really um it's really deep when you think about it because you're responsible for like a whole human and you just want to do the best that you can but I feel like all you can do is the best that you can right Mm mm-hmm so how would you how would you explain the connection between you and your son? Man, you know what? <clears throat> the co- connection between me and my son is crazy because I feel like he has this weird connection with me. Like he'll he knows when something is wrong with me, even if I'm doing a good job of hiding it. You know, like he can just sense that something's wrong even if it's something light he'll be like are you okay like do you have a headache so it's crazy the connection that i have with my son i think we're super uh tight on a um on that level you know it's almost like i don't want to say like my guardian angel but somewhere along those lines if if that makes sense at all (laughs) it does do you feel like your son is your protector no i think he feels that way Mm. But I don't feel I feel like I'm his protector. What are some important lessons you've taught or you plan to teach your son? I taught him and am going to continue to teach him to love himself, to love himself so much that he can accept the love of others and he'll know how to receive and give love to others. Um, Because I think growing up, And at the time, I didn't know. But when I grew up and to be an adult, I realized, you know, my dad, he don't love himself. Mm. And, you know, recapping some of his, you know, his behaviors, I realized why he does and did some of the things that he did because he doesn't love himself. So it's been very important for me to teach my son as a black man to love himself. I think that's a very important lesson. And it sounds like you're teaching him lessons that you wish that men in your life had been taught. Would that be accurate? Yes, absolutely. So do you feel like you're trying to help your son become a man that a woman would be proud or any partner would be proud to have? Oh, yes, of course. Of course. And... I want him to, you know, be a stand up guy. You know, I teach him how important it is for a man to keep his word. You know, I teach him how important it is to feel and express himself. And, you know, I feel like I'm kind of teaching him to be whole, a whole man from what I know, from the failures that I've seen in the men in my life and some of the successes that I've seen in some of the men in my life. And then just me being a woman and knowing the qualities that we value in a man. And I try to teach him all of those things. So yeah, like I would like that, that would make me a successful mother to know that anybody in his circle whether that be a friend or a romantic lover that they are proud to be in this man's presence like I'm proud to be this man's friend I'm proud to be this man's woman and wife one day so yeah are there any different lessons that you've had to teach your son that non-black mothers don't have to teach their children oh yeah so I had to teach them 
I was teaching him early on that, you know, life is going to be triple hard on you just because you're black. You know, I taught him some things about, unfortunately, uh, colorism. And my son is a lighter skinned, you know, black. So (laughs) I had to teach him, you know what? Men are going to try you, you know. Women might think that you are softer than you are just because you light skin, you know, and men are going to test you because they're going to think you softer than you are. And the odds are going to be against you just because you're black, you know. So I've definitely and, and, and I think anytime we're, you know, hit with something in the culture, like black culture, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think anytime something like that comes about is the opportunity where I can I have to sit down and have the co- another conversation with him about it, because it's something I don't think you say one time, but it's something that I think I, I want to ingrain in him so that he understands what it is to be a black man in America. Mm. Kendra, your, your son is mixed. So do you feel like it's any extra lessons? You know, sometimes you can see not fitting in in either group. I think that's something that I talked to to with Sabrina Athena on a biracial episode. Sometimes you don't, people that are black, they don't necessarily think you're black enough. And then you can't Mm -hmm. really, and people like white people might be like, you're not white enough. So you're not Mm -hmm. black enough. You're not white enough. You ever caught yourself having to talk to him, teach him lessons about being happy where he is? Oh, absolutely. I'm very vocal with my kids about that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, Uh, you know, and the reality of it is, like I told him at the end of the day, even though you are half white, you're not white in white people's eyes. You black. And that's what it is. So there's no there's no uh, benefit, really, of him being white. You know, at the end of the day, he's still black. And as far as him feeling like he is not going to fit in with either side. I've had that conversation with him to know, like, and that's something that I kind of meant when I said, like, you know, men are going to test you. They're going to test you. You light skin with pretty hair, black men, like you, they don't think you weak, you know? And to, and and this is why I go back to me teaching him to love himself because you got to love the fact that you not, you, you black and white, you got to love that wholeheartedly because there has been, and there is always going to be a time where you're with blacks and they feel, oh, but you have white. Oh, but you're not full of black. Oh, but you did this. So, you know, that's something white people do, you know. So you it's important for him to actually be in love with himself because that's something that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his life. You know, it's an ongoing uh, thing. And I think it's it, it, it sucks that he has to go through that um, because, you know, the saying is that black people are some of the most accepting people. But I, I challenge that and, and think that we are to a degree. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see that perspective, you know, because a lot of times when you're mixed, if you if you're mixed with white, then they don't, once you're black, you're black. Like it's no, it's no other mix. Like people just see you as black. The cops are going to see you as black. You might be light skinned black, but you're black regardless. Mm -hmm. So it it was interesting to get that perspective with America being the way it is towards black men. What are some ways that you're preparing your son to be a man? Uh, no, it's just, just, just like I said, I really want him to understand that 100% is not enough. So 
you go out and you work, you give it 200, 300, you give it everything plus more, you know, and that's that's pretty much it. That's, and that's what any and everything that he does. He got to it's that old adage where we got to do twice as much to get just the, the normal amount, right? Mm-hmm. To, to get average credit. <laughs> <laughs> so once you had your son looking at the news media, all the tragedies, especially the ones perpetrated towards black men, do, do those hit differently once you had your son? Did it hit you a different way? I'm going to say when I first had my son, I did, I was probably in a bubble because I was oblivious to a lot of things that was happening to black men um, because I had my son young and I grew up very sheltered and my parents were not really involved in black culture at all like at all really hence that's probably why he's mixed now you know but at the time no I didn't really say I'm just like I'm just having a baby you know okay great I'm having a little boy great <laughs> uh, but as he's gotten older and in you know seeing some of the things that's happened in black community to black people I become more aware of myself and I've kind of emerged myself into uh, the culture to learning more and, and doing like even on my show like having more conversations with black men and being more involved in you know with what's going on with black men so that I can uh, teach my son it's crazy to hear you say that just because you are so into black culture now mm-hmm. to say to hear that you say that you weren't raised in black culture the way it it uh, is mind-blowing really you know like a lot of the stuff that you're talking about is stuff that like i talked about growing up neutral and yeah. not understanding that I understood that the world treated black people different, but not really trying to explore my blackness. I just was like, everything in my bubble is safe, so the world must be safe. Yeah. And then you have those moments that wake you up from that that neutral position, and then you become woke, and then you become active. And it's just a whole process, and you can be woke in some areas, and you can be neutral in other areas still. And it's like each time it's a jolt to be woken up from going from being neutral to actually understanding what the situation is. It's oh, yes. Oh, my God. I, I feel like I have so much to say in that realm that I need to actually do my own show about it. Um, just based on um, the fact that, you know, I wasn't really raised to know about black culture. It's like with the I was like a little girl, I think, when the Rodney King incident happened and I had asked my mom like what was happening and I remember she said you know they you know they beat up a black guy and I was like why you know and she was like you know just because he's black and then I was like uh well that'll you know well that doesn't make sense why did they do that you know And, and that was the end of the conversation so she you know looking back as a mother myself that was an opportunity for her to teach me and it that was like I said that was it so like once your eyes open, you can't close them back, and it's yes, it's, it's like being in the matrix. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. What is the and, and this is this is inclusive. This so what is the biggest joy of being a mom? Oh my god, I think one of the biggest joys of being a mom is seeing my hard work pay off. And when I say that, it's like every teaching moment, every a moment of guidance, everything that I am, because your kids learn so much by what you do 
even if you say something else. What you do matters. What they see you do matters. And when I see my kids, they're young adults now, right? And I'm just so proud of who they are because they're they're individual people. They're not being guided by social media. Uh, they form their own opinions and they're okay with standing alone because I think part of loving yourself is knowing how to stand alone when somebody doesn't agree with me or someone does not see things the way that I see them. And I see that in them. And oh my God, I'm just so proud of that because I had I did that by myself. So that's my best moment of being a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a pretty significant thing. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that I've said, I've said this before. I said it a thousand times, but I have always learned more from what my parents did and how they carried themselves than the things that they said. So yeah, definitely, yep, absolutely, definitely. Well, Kendra, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Of course, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have for this one. Remember, it's a series and that more episodes will be coming out next week. But before you go, I would like to put a little spotlight on Melanin. Spotlight on Melanin is the part of the show where I like to spotlight a creator, influencer, artist, business owner, or activist of color. Today, I would like to spotlight Kendra. Kendra is a fellow podcaster. On her show, Coffee with Kendra, she talks about a number of different topics, including love. I've appeared on the show a number of times. And she also co-hosts a live show on Instagram called Grown Man Logic. Make sure you go check her out. You can find Kendra at The Real Kendra on Instagram. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-L-K-E-N-D-R-A. And you can check out her show, Coffee with Kendra, wherever you listen to podcasts. All of her information is in the show notes. If you or someone you know would like the chance to be featured on Spotlight on Melanin, Send us an email at spotlight at stilltalkingblack.com. Please include links to their social media and why you feel they should be spotlighted. Again, everyone, thank you for listening. Still Talking Black is a Crown Culture Media LLC production. It is produced by me, Richard Dawes. Our theme music was created by the DJ Blue. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app. You can follow the show on Instagram at Still Talking Black. But until next time, keep talking.